Sword and Scale Daily launches this Monday, November 18th. The following is a sneak preview of what's to come. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Search for Sword and Scale Daily and subscribe. After this week, that's the only way you'll be able to hear it. Again, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Sword and Scale Daily and subscribe. And if you like it, leave us a positive review. Stay safe. Hello, and welcome to Sword and Scale Daily. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. It's Friday, November 15th, and this is your daily true crime report. Coming up on Sword and Scale Daily, a school shooting in Santa Clarita, California, leaves two students dead and five injured. A Texas jury sentences a man to death for the double murder of his roommate and his roommate's 17-year-old girlfriend. Finally, law enforcement in California released new video evidence in the October kidnapping and murder of Indian American Tech CEO Tushar Autre. All this and more coming up on Sword and Scale Daily. A school shooting occurred Thursday morning in Santa Clarita, California. Per the LA Times, police and emergency units responded to a 7.38 a.m. 911 call at Saugus High School and discovered six wounded students in the high school quad. Initial reports from KABC identified the gunman as a male Asian student wearing all black. An officer told ABC7 News that a surveillance video exists which shows the suspect pulling a semi-automatic handgun from his backpack shooting five other students before shooting himself in the head. The weapon has been identified as a 45 caliber gun with a six-chamber capacity, and law enforcement believes the shooter knew he was down to his final bullet when he turned the gun on himself. The five victims and the wounded shooter were transported to a nearby hospital. Two of the wounded, a 14-year-old boy and a 16-year-old girl, have died in the hospital. The surviving victims are identified as a 14-year-old boy and two girls aged 15 and 16. There have been contradictory reports about a third victim dying. The suspect is also in the hospital and his condition is grave. He is in police custody. Neighbors and anonymous police sources have identified the gunman as Nathaniel Burhau, who turned 16 on Thursday. Neighbors and friends were in disbelief that the boy, who many described as nice and quiet, may have committed such an atrocity. A neighbor told the LA Times that Nathaniel was in scouting, in track, and was a very kind, sweet boy. Aiden Soto, a fellow student at Saugus High who knew Burhau from the Boy Scouts and from the track team, described Nathaniel as someone he, quote, really looked up to. Police, with the help of the FBI, are going over the suspect's computers and social media to try and understand the motive of this crime. One possible contributing factor is the fairly recent death of Nathaniel Burhau's father, Mark. Mark Burhau died in December of 2017 of a heart attack. He is said to have been an avid hunter who kept weapons and manufactured his own homemade bullets. We will keep you updated as the story develops. In other news, a Texas jury sentenced 30-year-old Hector Acosta Ojeda to death this week for the gruesome murders of his roommate, 26-year-old Eric Zelaya, and Zelaya's 17-year-old girlfriend, Iris Chirinos. During the trial, the prosecution laid out how Ojeda, who goes by the street name El Cholo, shot the victims, mutilated Zelaya's body, and buried both in the backyard of an Arlington home. Per the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, investigation into the murders began on September 2nd 
when a passerby found a decapitated head on a walking trail near the AT&T Stadium in Arlington. A sign was posted near the head with the writing, La raza se respata y faltan cuatro, meaning roughly, you must respect the race and for our left. Medical examiners determined the head to have been removed by a blade similar to a machete. Later that same day, police arrested 18-year-old Mariano Sanchez on an outstanding warrant, and he told them he knew about a man who had been murdered in an Arlington home. He gave the murderer's name as Hector El Cholo Ojeda and said he only knew the victim as El Diablo. Sanchez told police he owed Ojeda money, and this is why he visited his home on the day of the murder. He said he arrived to see Ojeda bury El Diablo's decapitated body. The following day, Arlington police searched the home where the alleged murder happened and found a machete, blood, and an area of recently disturbed earth in the backyard. Careful excavation uncovered two bodies, male and female, that were identified as belonging to Eric Zelaya and his girlfriend Iris Trinos, who had dropped out of high school in April of this year. Zelaya and Ojeda had been friends for years and lived with each other on and off at several different addresses. Both victims had been shot multiple times. Zelaya's body was mutilated, but Iris's body was intact. Sanchez was arrested for the murders and a manhunt began for Hector Ojeda, who was caught five days later in Fort Worth. Eventually, murder charges against Sanchez were dropped, but he is charged with tampering with evidence in relation with the crime. During the trial, prosecutors asserted that Hector Ojeda shot his friend Eric Zelaya to death in his sleep and then shot Iris Torino multiple times. The motive for the murder was, according to the prosecution, revenge on Zelaya for having taken part in a drive-by shooting on Ojeda's residence a year earlier. In the sentencing phase, the defense asked the jury to take into consideration the extremely violent environment that Ojeda was born into, as well as a past brain injury, and spare his life. However, prosecutors presented evidence that Ojeda, who boasts a tattoo reading El Mas Odiando, or the most hatred on his right arm, had bragged about being a hitman for a Mexican cartel. Ojeda also tried to start a drug trafficking ring in jail while he was awaiting trial. The Dallas News quoted prosecutor Tim Rogers as saying, Ojeda is not a product of a bad environment. He is the bad element in his environment. That's who he is and who he wants to be. On February 15, 2018, while awaiting trial for the murders of Zelaya and Trinos, Ojeda was indicted in another murder, which police say is connected to the double murder in Arlington. In October 2017, three months after his relatives reported him missing, the body of 34-year-old Tristan Ray Algin was discovered, cut in half, buried in the foundation of a Fort Worth home. Police believe that Algin went to the address where his body was discovered, intending to buy drugs from Ojeda, who lived there at the time. Algin did not realize that the drug deal was only a ruse to rob him, and Ojeda was lying in wait with accomplices, including Zelaya and Chirinos. Police say that after forcing Algin to hand over his ATM pin, Iris Trinos and Eric Zelaya went to a nearby machine to withdraw money from Algin's account, only to discover the pin did not work. When they returned and told Ojeda, he murdered Tristan Algin and buried him in the foundation under the bedroom. Because his remains were encased in concrete, his body took months to identify. Ojeda was convicted for the murders of Zelaya and Trinos on November 5th and sentenced to death on November 13th. He is still awaiting trial on the murder of Tristan Algin. 
After the break, the Santa Cruz Sheriff's Office releases video of three suspects in the October 1st kidnapping and homicide of a tech CEO. Now, for our final story. The Santa Cruz Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's assistance in identifying three suspects in the kidnapping and homicide of 50-year-old Tushar Autre, the CEO of web design and marketing firm AutreNet. Tushar Autre was kidnapped from his oceanfront home on Pleasure Point Drive in the early morning hours of October 1st and forced into an SUV registered to Autre's girlfriend. Blood left at the scene revealed that Tushar tried to fight off his attackers. The Santa Cruz Sheriff's Office has not released details on how the kidnapper entered Autry's home. Around 10 a.m. the same day, the SUV was discovered parked on another property Autry owned, about 10 miles away in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Autry's body was inside of the car. An autopsy determined the cause of death was a gunshot wound and the manner of death was homicide. Police say the crime was carried out by multiple assailants and the motive was robbery, but have not shared what was taken. Tashar's girlfriend, Rachel Emerly, who lives in Massachusetts, has been cleared of any involvement. Nonetheless, it is believed that a second person was in Autry's house when he was kidnapped. Tashar Autry was born in New York City and graduated from New York University in 1992. He had lived in Pleasure Point for the past 20 years and moved into this palatial oceanfront home two years ago. In 1996, Autry founded his first high-tech company, Autrinet, which has served many large Bay Area corporations, including Hewlett Packard, VeriSign, and LSI Logic. However, more recently, Autry has ventured into the legal cannabis business with a Santa Cruz-based dispensary and delivery service named Interstitial Systems. This has led to some speculation from neighbors and friends that the kidnapping was connected with the cannabis business. A friend who had asked to remain anonymous told KPIX5, Autry made a lot of enemies over business deals. Grant Palmer, the CEO of another Santa Cruz dispensary, told KSBW that Autry was, quote, unfamiliar with how, you know, there are illegal black market elements in the cannabis industry, and if you don't pay them, bad things happen. The investigation is looking into this possibility, but have not said officially that the kidnapping and homicide were related to Autry's cannabis business. This kind of crime is not typical of the legal cannabis industry, and there's some evidence to suggest Autry may have made some enemies in other areas of his life. Neighbors have anonymously told KSBW reporters that Autry was involved in illicit activities, and they expect his secrets to come out in the open now. Glassdoor.com, a hiring website, has a number of scathing reviews of AutryNet posted by former employees. It is important to remember that this is not an unbiased source, However, the complaints, spanning from 2014 to 2019, repeat similar themes. Someone identifying as the CEO of AutryNet has posted responses to several of them. In his responses, the CEO does not dispute the accounts given by former employees, but rather calls them thin-skinned. Among the issues brought up in the reviews are non-payment of wages and an abusive work environment. A 2016 review simply states, quote, I think Tashar Autre is the worst person I've ever met in my life, and I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to work for him. One from 2014 advises the reader to, quote, check with the Labor Board of California. He has multiple complaints filed against him. Interestingly, 
The final review on Glassdoor was posted on October 2nd, 2019, the day after Autry was kidnapped and shot to death. This post reads, quote, I felt unsafe when in the presence of Tushar, as he would stalk employees and make lengthy inquiries about their personal lives. He screams abuse at employees. A $25,000 reward was offered for information leading to arrests in this case. It has now been raised to $150,000. Yesterday, the Santa Cruz Sheriff's Office released new evidence in the case to the media in hopes the public could offer leads in the investigation. The footage shows three men walking out of an alley onto Pleasure Point Drive at Autry's address. One man is holding a duffel bag and another holds a rifle. If anyone recognizes the suspects or has other information regarding this crime, they are urged to call the Santa Cruz Sheriff's Department at 831-454-7635. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay safe. Sword and Scale Daily is an Incongruity Media production. Your host was Ryan Williams, research and writing by Hagar Barak, executive producer Mike Boudet. If you like this show, subscribe and leave us a review. If you'd like to write us with feedback or suggestions, use the email address daily at swordandscale.com. <laughs>